Please take your Bibles and turn at this time to the book of Galatians. We're in Galatians chapter 5 and verses 22 and 23. Our message series this summer is on the fruit of the Spirit and how the fruit of the Spirit is really, it's all about growing more like Jesus. We all want to grow more like Jesus and the fruit of the Spirit is how that happens. The fruit of the Spirit is the character of Jesus that God wants to develop in you and in your life. So last week, we looked at the first fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of love. Today, we want to look at the fruit of joy. The fruit of joy. Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. We want to learn how we can be full of joy through the Holy Spirit as well. So in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, please stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is the Word of God. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, as we continue to look at the fruit of the Spirit today, and especially the fruit of joy, Lord, we ask that you would indeed bear this fruit in our lives, that we would be a joyful people, giving joyful testimony to the God who has saved us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Now, Paul, if you could just bring up the house lights, I think it would be easier for people to uh, follow along in their Bibles and on their notes. It would be wonderful. You know, there is such a lack of joy in the world today. Of course, there's, there's, there's plenty of laughter and entertainment, right? But you know, as soon as the movie is over, or the song ends, or you turn off the TV, that, that laughter, that entertainment just sort of fades away, doesn't it? So many people today are unhappy, dissatisfied, and unfulfilled. And they're angry. They get angry and upset over so many things. It doesn't take much to set people off these days, does it? And they keep looking for joy in all the wrong places. Places like money or power or sex. And here's the deal, okay? We already know money can't buy you love, right? Well, guess what? Money can't buy you joy either. Now, it makes sense that there would be a lack of joy in the world. But it doesn't make any sense at all that there would be a lack of joy for the church or in the church or for the Christian. As believers, we should be filled with joy as believers in Jesus Christ. And that's God's desire for you this morning. God wants you to be full of joy. And indeed, joy is part of the fruit of God's Spirit in your life. In fact, it's the second part of the fruit listed, right? Only love comes before. Love, joy, peace. Joy is second. Love comes first. And we said because love contains all the rest of the fruit. Now, we saw last week that love has to do with your attitude. I will grow in love as I allow the Spirit to transform my attitude. Love has to do with your attitude. Joy has to do with your emotions. 
your emotions. And so our saying for the fruit of the Spirit this week is this. I will grow in joy as I allow the Spirit to direct my emotions. As I allow the Spirit to direct my emotions. Now, usually our emotions, right, they're they're all over the place, right? And we lack joy because we let things direct our emotions instead of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can direct your emotions towards a continual joy in the Lord. So we're going to look at the fruit of joy together this morning. There's an outline in your worship guide if you'd like to take that out to follow along and take some notes as we go. And uh, we begin with joy and God. Joy and God. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit has to do with God developing the character of Jesus in you through the Holy Spirit. I'll say that one more time. The fruit of the Spirit has to do with God developing the character of Jesus in you through the Holy Spirit. And so with each of the fruit of the Spirit, we want to see how each of these fruit relate back to God, because that's where they all begin, right? And although we may not always think of God as joyful, that might not be the first word that comes to your mind when you think of God. Although we may not always think of God as joyful, we really should. We really should. God is full of joy. Not only that, God is the fountain of all joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord, God's joy. We read in Psalm 1611, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. There is joy in the presence of God. Just as all love comes from God, so all joy comes from him as well. It is God's nature to be joyful. He is eternally joyful. He is joyful in himself. He was joyful before he ever created the world. He was joyful after he created the world. He delights in his creation and he rejoices in our salvation. God is the fountain of all joy. Not only that, but God desires to share His joy, his joy that he has in himself. He desires to share his joy with you. In other words, God is not selfish in keeping his joy to himself, but he shares his joy with us. As the angel told the shepherds that night that Jesus was born, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Later on, near the end of Jesus' life, when he met with his disciples in the upper room, he taught them, he gave them instructions, and, and then he said this. He said, I've told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. You see, joy is meant to be shared There's an old proverb, it goes like this, a sorrow shared is half a sorrow. Joy shared 
is double joy. You increase your own joy when you share it with others. Now, God does not increase his own joy when he shares it because he's already full of joy, okay? You can't make him any more joyful than he already is. So God does not increase his own joy when he shares it, but the joy is still increased because he increases our joy. God desires to share his joy with you. And then thirdly, as we continue to talk about joy in God, the Bible shows us how Jesus displayed the fruit of joy in his life. Of course, Jesus displayed all the fruit of the Spirit, right? But we see the fruit of joy in his life. Luke 10, 21 describes Jesus as full of joy through the Holy Spirit. Luke 15, 5 describes Jesus as the good shepherd who goes after the sheep. And when he finds it, what does he do? He joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he brings it home. In John 17, 13, Jesus prayed concerning his disciples. I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Hebrews 12, 2 describes Jesus as he who for the joy set before him endured the cross. And so Jesus expressed perfect joy throughout his earthly life. He was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. He rejoiced and continues to rejoice every time a person is saved. He prayed that the full measure of his joy would rest upon us. He expressed joy even in going to the cross to suffer and die for our sins. Jesus certainly displayed the fruit of joy in his life. So we've looked at joy in God. Now we want to look at joy and happiness. Joy and happiness. Because joy and happiness, they're not the same thing, folks. Okay? We sometimes confuse the two because they're, they're similarities, right? They're both positive emotions. But we also need to understand their differences. And perhaps the biggest difference is simply this, that joy is not dependent on circumstances. Joy is not dependent on circumstances. We are happy because certain things happen to us. In fact, those two words, happy and happen in the English, they're both related to each other. Happy, happen. They're both related to a very short word. We don't use it anymore, but the word hap. Hap, which simply means luck or chance. Like the word happenstance, right? And so the word happy literally means how you feel when good things happen to you. Right? You're happy when good things happen to you. You're sad when bad things happen. You can't be happy and sad at the same time, but you can be sad and joyful at the same time. And that's because joy is not dependent on our circumstances. We read this in the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament, Habakkuk chapter 3. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. 
I will be joyful in God my Savior. You see, Habakkuk was joyful in God despite all the bad things that happened to him. We find the same thing when we turn to the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. And Paul's joy was certainly not dependent on circumstances. He writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4, he writes, I am greatly encouraged in all our troubles. My joy knows no bounds. Paul's life was full of trouble. But guess what? His heart was full of joy. We read in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So notice that we are to be joyful always. In all circumstances, in the good times and the bad, we can be joyful and give thanks because joy is not dependent on circumstances. Rather, joy is dependent on the Holy Spirit. And as a believer, you always have the Holy Spirit with you. As with all the fruit of the Spirit, the two go together, right? When you are filled with the Spirit, you will be full of joy. And if you're not full of joy, then you're not filled with the Spirit. Joy is different from happiness, first of all, because joy is not dependent on circumstances. Notice also that joy is a decision that you make. Happiness, that's just something that happens to you, right? But joy is a decision that you make. Psalm 32.11 tells us, Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And then Paul says, I'll say it again, rejoice. He throws it out there again for good measure. God tells us to rejoice in Him and to sing. God commands us to rejoice in Him always. Now, no one can tell you to be happy or sad. But you see, joy is a command, which means we can choose to obey or not. Just as Habakkuk chose to rejoice in the Lord despite his circumstances. So that's a second difference between joy and happiness. Joy is a decision that you make. You might wonder, well, how in the world do I do that? How can I choose to be joyful when everything around me is so bad? Psalm 5.11 says, But let all who take refuge in you, Lord, be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. How can you choose to be joyful? Because you've got God. God is your refuge. Joy comes from knowing and trusting the Lord. Psalm 105.3 says, Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. You know, the Declaration of Independence uh, speaks about the pursuit of happiness, but the Bible speaks about seeking God. You see, joy does not come from pursuing happiness, but from seeking the Lord. 
Author Malcolm Muggridge wrote, I can say that I never knew what joy was until I gave up pursuing happiness. I never cared to live until I chose to die for these two discoveries. I am beholden to Jesus. Joy comes from knowing and trusting the Lord. James says in James chapter 1, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. When you come to know God's goodness in your life, when you come to trust His sovereignty, then you can rejoice even in the harshest trials of life. And so joy and happiness, they're real different from each other, aren't they? Happiness is temporary. Joy is permanent. Happiness goes up and down with your circumstances. Joy is constant. Happiness is dependent on things. Joy is found in the Lord. Joy is not dependent on circumstances. Joy is a decision you make. Joy comes from knowing and trusting the Lord. So we hear all that. We say, well, I want that. I want that joy in my life. Jesus had it. It's available to me through the Holy Spirit. How do I get that? So finally, we're going to talk about growing in joy, right? The fruit of the Spirit is all about growing more like Jesus. We want to be joyful like Jesus. So what does the Bible tell us about growing in joy? It actually tells us a lot, a lot. And so uh, for the the final part of our, our message this morning, I'm going to share with you seven, seven ways that you can grow in joy in your life. They're all in your outline, but let's walk through them together. First of all, remember your salvation. Remember your salvation. Boy, you could actually just stop there. That one will work for you every time. Remember your salvation. First Peter 1, 8 and 9 says that as a believer, you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Why? Because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And when you remember your salvation, how can you not be filled with joy? God has given you everything. He's given you forgiveness for your sins. He's given you his own presence to comfort and guide you. He's given you the free gift of eternal life when you die. How can you not be filled with joy? Isaiah 12, 3 says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Isn't that beautiful? Return to the well of your salvation often, and you will draw forth buckets of joy. That's the first way that you can grow in joy. Remember your salvation. Do that often. Start your day with that. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Secondly, be grateful for God's many blessings. Psalm 118.24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Notice what the psalm says. It says, this is the day. This day, this is the day to rejoice. You know, too many people are living for someday rather than this day, right? They tell themselves, you know what? Someday things will be better. Someday that ship is going to finally come in. Someday everything's going to click and come together in my life. And when someday comes, then I will 
rejoice. But you know what? When you're always waiting for someday, you're missing out on this day, right? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 13, tells us this, that everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. Now, Ecclesiastes, is a, that's a hard book to understand. For a lot of people, they say, I just don't get that book. It's one of the most difficult books to understand in the Bible. But you know what? You can sum up the whole theme of the book of Ecclesiastes in two sentences. Okay? I'll give them to you right now. Ready for this? Here's the whole book of Ecclesiastes. When you leave God out of the picture, life is meaningless. But when you receive life as a gift from God, you will be filled with joy and satisfaction. That's the book of Ecclesiastes. I'll say it again for you. When you leave God out of the picture, life is meaningless. But when you receive life as a gift from God, you will be filled with joy and satisfaction. Sadly, some of us are better at counting our troubles than counting our blessings. And so it's no wonder that we're not joyful. This is a second way that you can grow in joy. Be grateful for God's many blessings. Third way to grow in joy is to meditate on God's word and obey it. Remember in our first message in the fruit of the Spirit, we talked about watering the garden to grow the, to grow the fruit. And what was watering the garden was reading the Word of God, reading God's Word. Psalm 19.8 says, The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. Psalm 119 verse 14 says, I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. Verse 111 says, your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. So don't just read God's word and then put it away. Meditate on it. Think about it throughout the day. Do what it says. And you will grow in joy as you meditate on God's word and obey it. Fourthly, spend time worshiping the Lord and praising him. You know, we read from Psalm 100 earlier in the service. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. You really want to grow in joy? Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Worship him with gladness. Sing praises to him. You don't have to have a good voice to sing. It says make a joyful noise. So just be noisy. But worship and praise God. Even better, do it in fellowship with God's people at God's house. Psalm 122, verse 1 says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Number five, a fifth way to experience, uh, to, to grow in joy in your life is to experience the joy of answered prayer. The joy of answered prayer. Jesus tells us in John 16, 24, Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Now, you cannot experience the joy of answered prayer if you don't pray. 
Okay, so pray often. Pray in Jesus' name. Bring your requests to God and experience the joy of answered prayer. Rosie and I are experiencing the joy of your prayers and God's answers to them uh, even these first couple days after her surgery. God is so wonderful. A sixth way you can grow in joy is by sharing your faith with others. We read in Acts 15, verse 3, they told how the Gentiles had been converted and this news brought great joy to all the brothers. John writes in 3 John 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. All of heaven rejoices when a single sinner is saved. And you will know great joy in your life when you share your faith with others. I can still remember one of the first times sharing my faith as a teenager. I just recently come to know the Lord myself. I was working as a, a kitchen boy in a restaurant, washing dishes, and one of the other guys was there too. And it's up in Massachusetts in the winter, and, and I was just sort of singing some praise songs as I'm washing the dishes. And this other guy, Peter, was his name. He says, what's up with you? What's all this about? And took a deep breath. I said, well, I'm a Christian. I, I said, I know Jesus. He's my Savior, and he gives me joy, and I'm just singing praise to him. He said, man, you're weird. And, uh, and so it wasn't the most successful thing, but you know what? I was filled with joy. Why? Because I was sharing my faith. I still remember during my break that night, I went outside. It was snowing, and I just started making snowballs and throwing them at the cars as they went by. Now, I didn't say I was mature in the Lord, okay? You know, that's the way a teenager expresses joy, I guess. But I was just so filled with joy. I'm, I'm like throwing snowballs at cars. So sorry about that, all you cars, but joy. You'll experience joy and grow in joy as you share your faith with others. And then finally, as with all the fruit of the Spirit, ask God to develop the fruit of joy in your life. Ask God. Ask God, because it comes from Him. Paul writes in Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Ultimately, joy comes from where? Joy comes from God and the Holy Spirit. So ask God to develop his fruit in your life. And so growing more like Jesus means growing in joy. Jesus was the most joyful person the world has ever known. And as followers of Jesus, we should be joyful people too. It's part of our witness to the world around us. People should see your joy in the Lord and want what you've got. It's part of your witness. But it all comes down to our emotions, doesn't it? When your emotions are all over the place, it is hard to be joyful. But when your focus is on the Lord, you can know joy the deepest joy imaginable, even in the midst of your deepest sorrows. I will grow in joy as I allow the Spirit to direct my emotions. Joy is such a wonderful thing. Joy draws from love and leads to peace. That's why they're in that order, love, joy, peace. Joy brings glory to God. Joy ministers to the people around you Joy will bring you through the hard times. And so my prayer for you this morning is that you will submit your emotions to God 
through the Holy Spirit in order that you may know the fruit of his joy in your life. I pray that you will learn to seek the Lord instead of pursuing happiness. And I pray that you will find your joy in Jesus as you grow to be more and more like him through the fruit and power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we rejoice in you today for this beautiful fruit of joy. Oh, Lord, we see it in Jesus' life and we want it in our own. And Lord, too often we let our emotions get the best of us. Holy Spirit, come. We, we give ourselves to you. Direct our emotions. We give ourselves to you. Fill us with this fruit of joy. May it just, as we are filled with you, Holy Spirit, may your joy, the joy of Jesus, the joy of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit just come overflowing and bubbling out of us. It may be an unmistakable testimony to everyone around us that this person's full of joy. Something's going on there. And may that be our witness and testimony for you, Lord Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.